When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> if you like point guard play, what a game. Kings, De'Aaron Fox, Thunder, Shea Gilgos Alexander, it's all over. Light the beam. The Kings win it 128 to 123. And let me tell you something. We have got a dandy here in Sacramento. Oh, boy. That was a dandy. Light the beam. And you are here on If You Don't Like That. Sacramento missed you. Carter. Stolen by Williams. And look at this. Oh, you don't like that. You don't like NBA basketball. Fox. Goodbye. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. The exclamation point from Pierre Fox. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA Boy, that's an ESPN highlight right there. Whoa. Carlson comes in. How about this? Holy moly, Jim Bob Bowley. That was a major league smudge. Yes, indeed. 41 for Fox, 43 for SGA. It was a heck of a game, Rhino. 128-123. The Kings start off the homestand on a great note amazing win for the Kings and talk about the point guard play. I mean, you could, you almost forgot the other guys were on the court, just two top level guys probably will be the two best point guards in the league. If not already by next year. And the Kings got great production from the bench monk with 18 on 15 shots. But how about Keon Ellis 17 points on only eight field goal attempts. Keon was awesome tonight. Keon is such a streaky shooter. He's shown in Stockton. When he is on, he is on and can be a threat from the perimeter. So just a huge thing. 76 of the Kings points come from that guard trio, which was pretty special. So Mike Brown's liking what he's seeing there. 18 points, 16 rebounds, 7 assists for Sabonis doing what he does. Um, You know, again, I'm nitpicking here because you win 128 to 123, but you get nothing from Harrison Barnes. You got nothing from Kevin Herter. Uh, but your bench came up big. And, you know, again, it was the point guard matchup that we had talked about, you know, leading up to this game. And it did not disappoint. No, it did not. And and when it comes to the bench and what the Kings got and didn't get, and even with some of the starters, Herter, Barnes, the point is you had guys step up in moments that when they weren't playing well, Harrison Barnes gets two offensive rebounds, which was huge for the Kings. Sasha comes in, hits a three, which was huge for the Kings. So guys were doing little things when they needed to do it. Uh, I always look at the assist. 32 assists for Sacramento. Too many turnovers with 18. But anytime you get 30 or more assists, that normally will give you Sacramento a victory. It will, and especially in this style of game tonight, Grant, between two teams that really just grinded it out. I mean, a lot of trips to the free throw line, a lot of physicality points in the paint. So well done by them. Uh, As far as, you know, Fox and his shoulder, I I, I don't know. You know, I mean, you could tell that it bothered him a little bit, but we'll we'll just have to wait and see. I 
I can't comment on it. Yeah, just keep your eye on it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people talking about the officiating. You know, I, I wouldn't worry about it. You won 128 to 123, okay? There were some calls that I would agree that I thought were, yeah, but, you know, that's not any different than any other game I watch. So I'm not that bothered by it. I'm really not. I think if the Kings had lost, maybe we'd be having more of a dialogue on this. Yeah, there was some inconsistencies there, but that was a very hard game to call. There was a lot of grabbing going on between the guards yep. and a lot of grabbing down low. Yeah, there sure was. 128 to 123. So glad that you are joining us here on the post game. If you don't like that, the uh, Thunder, the visitors, they get 43 from Shea Gilgus Alexander, Giddy with 18, Dort with 17. And that's the second win that the Kings have over the second place Thunder, both in Sacramento, by the way. They still have to go to OKC, but. That's that's those are big time wins. Make no mistake about and, it. And sets the table for this six game homestand. Absolutely. That's probably the most important thing there. But it is a huge win when you beat the two team in the West coming into tonight. And the fact that it's a consistent thing, two wins this season, you like to see it. So hopefully that continues on against Utah. All right. Good to have everyone joining us around the globe. Cambodia checking us in early afternoon there, I would think. Glad to have you with us from uh, Southeast Asia and wherever else you are joining us from around the globe. Uh, we are grateful for you being right here. All right. So what about the Fox technical foul? All right. It's like coach getting a technical allows that to fire up his team and it results in a win. What do you think about the timing of his technical? thought Fox was really chirping a lot tonight. Yeah, I agree with you, and I disagree with the comment. I thought it was a terrible time for a foul. That was right when the Thunder brought the lead down from 11. And I also thought De'Aaron, like you said, was chirping way, way too much. And you got to you gotta be a little bit better, keep your cool a little bit more. Hopefully we don't see that continue into the future. All right, we got Oregon checking in and uh, other areas around the globe. Uh, Fox should be suspended for what? For what? Uh, they I mean, would have been, they had their I mean, they had a chance to eject him. So <laughs> let's put it that way. They're not going to suspend. Yeah, but he's not going to get suspended. No, no. You know, uh, one twenty eight to one twenty three. That third quarter was some great basketball. If you like offense, forty one to thirty nine, the score of the third quarter. That was some quarter. That was that was an amazing twelve minutes of basketball. Yeah, I thought that was the standout quarter of the game for sure. But there was a little bit of everything. There were runs both ways. Kings come back on top. But at the end of the day, that was fun to watch with the Aaron SGA. Uh, absolutely. And the other game going on right now with uh, 620 left in the fourth, uh, the Clippers are leading Golden State 108-102. Uh, I could see the Warriors going into a big-time nosedive right now. I really could. I don't think they're that good this year. Uh, Denver won earlier. Uh, Utah, who the Kings play next, won again. They won on the road 122 to 114 over Portland. Minnesota beat Dallas in Dallas 119 to 101. Uh, those are your West Coast games. So uh, the Kings get the W. They bounce back after that dreadful, dreadful performance 48 hours ago. And boy, do they ever need a game like this? Yeah, they needed it. And again, they got production from the people they needed to see it from. And Mike Brown found a new combination. Yeah, well, uh, against this matchup, you're not going to be able to play this combination against every team. It's all about matchups. You're correct. It is against this matchup, but there's other teams similar to this where Trey Lyles can come into play a little bit more and the Kings have flexibility. 
All right. So Sacramento gets the win. We certainly appreciate all of the messages via the chat line. We certainly appreciate Bennett's three locations in the greater Sacramento area. Howe and Fair Oaks, Eureka Road, Lead Hill Road in Roseville, and their newest location, Bennett's West Side Grill in Rockland. Great place to get down there this weekend for brunch and their prime rib. 60 different types of wine available by the glass. Go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com, make a reservation, check out the menu and more. That's Bennett's. You'll love it. Their newest location, awesome, at the Blue Oaks Town Center in Rockland, Bennett's West Side Grill. Again, Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Sacramento, the victor uh, tonight. And it was uh, one heck of an entertaining game, 128 to 123. So happy that you are joining us right here on the post game. And if you are new, we would appreciate it if you would subscribe. If you have not yet subscribed, very simple. Just hit the subscribe button and uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Also, give us a thumbs up, hit the like button. And uh, we enjoy doing this programming. We have pregame with Ryan, halftime with Jerry Reynolds, and of course the post game show for almost every single Kings game. And we'll be coming with you next after the Kings and the Jazz halftime and before the game uh, as well. Listen, Dirk, you know, you can't play everybody. All right. And this is all about matchups. This was a guard oriented game tonight, not a big man oriented game. That's why. Yeah. JaVale would have looked far out of place down low tonight for the Kings. Yeah, you'll see McGee playing against certain teams and, you know, against other teams, you won't. I mean, tonight was not a uh, a forward center oriented game. It was a guard dominated game. Just look at the numbers. Yeah, and by putting McGee in, you would actually be giving Holmgren a favorable advantage. Yes, great point. Very good point. Absolutely. All right. Again, uh, keep the question, uh, questions coming along. 128 to 123. Light the beam as uh, a bunch of happy Sacramento Kings fans. That's two wins now against the Oklahoma City Thunder, who fall to 15 and 8. And Sacramento goes to 14 and 9 and currently fifth uh, in the Western Conference. And again, I'll keep you up to date on the Clippers and the Warriors. No Paul George in that game. And the Clippers are leading the Warriors 111 to 107. All right, again, there are always some things you can nitpick at, and I'm going to go right back to a couple of the starters. I'm going to go back to Harrison Barnes, minus seven in the game. I'm going to go back to Kevin Herter, minus 10 in the game. You know, and I just, the lack of production is baffling to me. It really is. Yeah, it's it's built into whatever their formula for winning is now, which has gotten them to where they are in the West, but... Again, I think it's a problem that needs to be addressed sometime during the trade deadline. I don't know if the newest acquisition the Kings are working on right now will change that, but the Kings need to do something different there. Where's Davion? He's on the bench. He's not playing. The Kings won 128 to 123, so you didn't need Davion tonight. Again, you can't play all the players on your team. You can't play 13 players in a game. He's not part of the rotation. You know, if somebody gets hurt, I mean, would you rather have Davion in the game tonight or Keon Ellis? You know, Keon Ellis all day. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't understand some of these questions. Where's this guy? Where's that guy? You won the game. You won. You want JaVale McGee? You would have lost. You want Mitchell? Then that means Ellis isn't on the floor. You probably would have lost. What do you want? You want to win or do you want to lose? What is it that you want? Usually you want to win a game. I mean, okay. <laughs> traditionally. This is a very interesting thing. We've uh, it says we've only lost to four teams this season. I really think matchups play a huge role. Matchups are everything in the NBA. They are everything. 
All right. Again, the question is just wondering where he's at. He's on the bench. He's watching a game in uniform. That's where he's at. But again, you know, the Kings, again, matchups, we've seen it against New Orleans. I wouldn't include Houston yet because you didn't have De'Aaron Fox there. You lost to the Warriors twice. They're going to be a different team, I think, in the second half of the season. I, I don't that that doesn't bother me that much. It really doesn't. No, it doesn't either. And I think, like you said, the matchups play a role into that. One thing that we've seen this season, the Kings are being guarded a little bit differently. And especially that starts with Sabonis, uh, which means, you know, passing lanes are different. DHOs are going to be a little tighter and that's going to affect production because of that. Again, Sacramento with a strong third quarter, 41 points, 28 in the fourth. Got There was a two-point game there in the fourth. It got very tight there for a minute or two. And I like the way the Kings maintained their composure, didn't turn the ball over, You know, got to the line, made their free throws. And the, again, they were in the bonus. Oklahoma City wasn't. And that also proved to be a nice little uh, factor coming down the stretch of this game. Yeah, well, I think he hit the nail on the head, not just for the end of the game getting to the line, but they did that in the third quarter too as well and that was a huge thing it kind of punched Oklahoma City back in the mouth Um, and I think that changed the way that things went down the stretch yeah very good point right there hey folks so happy that you are here joining us on the post game as uh, the Kings win this one 128 to 123 want to tell you about New Works Plumbing they've got a fix for you for your plumbing needs and repairs just go to sacserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen remember they're available 24 7 if you have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. New Works Plumbing will be there for you. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. 128-123, the final. Sacramento gets to win. Five more games remaining on this homestand. Up next, the Jazz. Then you have Washington, Boston, followed by Phoenix and Minnesota. Back-to-back, those two games. It's a tough second half of that stretch. That's why you've got to get three wins in your back pocket before yes. you head into that last part of the homestand. Yep, I would agree with you. And those uh, those next two games, Utah and Washington, and again, the Jazz are playing a little bit better, but the Kings should be able to handle them uh, the same way they handled them on opening night. So uh, there are no givens, as we know, with the Sacramento Kings and it's Ryan always points out, and rightfully so, they seem to play to the level of their competition. But the uh, Jazz have won two in a row. They're 9-16. and 16. So what does that mean? It means that they're not a good team, but it means they're not a bad team. So you better be ready to play. And don't forget, this is a Jazz team that gave the Kings problems last year matchup-wise. Yep. And, yep. you know, that first game of the season where the Kings, you know, beat them really, really end-to-end, it was kind. Of, it could be an outlier, so I think that's why the second matchup is important for the Kings to get that done. And you know, again, we have to wait and see what the, the report is on De'Aaron Fox, and you hope that that shoulder is nothing yeah. more than just like a bruise, you know, or you know, something yeah. that's not going to restrict him. Is the point I'm trying to make? It was his right shoulder, so I mean, that's positive. That that's a positive thing. Could have been a stinger, you know. There was a lot of contact going on, but we know Fox is tough, and he'll be back when uh, he is able to play. All right, two minutes, 15 seconds left in that Clippers game now. And it looks like the Clippers are going to hold on, but not over yet. 115 to 107. So happy that you are joining us here on the post game. Well, you know what? Thank you for joining us. The reason why we're doing this is because you and everyone else joins us, not only here, but via Twitter, X now. Thank you for doing this post game, Grant. If you don't like that, just great content. Again, we 
appreciate you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I do have some issues with the coaching challenges tonight. Do you? Yeah, I, I thought that was far too early of a challenge for the Kings. Um, but both challenges I felt were uh, called wrongly or overturned in the second half against the Kings. Um, so you you thought that he should have won the challenge. Is that right? The second one? Yes. Yeah, I thought the second challenge should have stayed the way it was. It shouldn't should have, have been stayed. Or no. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. So. I, I don't disagree with that. You know, I don't disagree with that. All right, so you get the win, 128 to 123, and you have now the the two teams that you're expected to beat, as you said. Then you have Boston, Phoenix, and who knows which Phoenix team's showing up health-wise. Yeah. And then Minnesota. So, I I mean, we talk about importance. These next two games, wow, you just got to circle them, and you no excuses. You have to get these wins. Well, two of the three, we can say class of the NBA so far this season, and they play in completely different ways in Boston and Minnesota. Your wild cards, Phoenix, as you said, you don't know who's going to be on the court. But if uh, all three, four Phoenix are on the court, that could pose a very interesting matchup. The Kings and we, we, we haven't seen that team this year. You know, the yeah, Kings, exactly. many other teams haven't. So we don't, again, we haven't seen that team. We don't know how Grant, that team would be. Grant, the Kings really haven't seen that team at all since Durant has right. been traded there. That's a great point. Very good point. Again, 128 to 123. And Sacramento now will have five games remaining on this homestand. And I'll tell you what else I like about the Kings this year, unlike last year. They are using their home court to their advantage. Not like last yeah. year. They're now eight and three at home. And that that's very good. That's very good. Yeah, that's a big jump from last year, and their road record still not terrible. They're having right around that five hundred number, yeah. so I think that's exactly the recipe that you want. You want to see that continue, especially on this stand. All right, again with now a minute fifteen left, uh, the Clippers lead the Warriors one seventeen to one eleven. So we'll keep you updated on that. That's the only game remaining uh, in the association. And I'll tell you, you know, the no Paul George would tell you a little bit about where the Warriors are at if they are not able uh, to come from behind and win this game. So, again, I, I think the Warriors are going to be one of those teams. If they make it, they're going to be one of those play-in teams, you know, 7, 8, 9, or 10. I really believe that's where they're heading, if they even make that. Yeah, I think they'd be lucky to get there, Grant. I mean, there there's a lot of things bigger than basketball going on with that team right now, even though Draymond's not there. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we really appreciate all the questions here on If You Don't Like That. And don't forget, we will have pregame, halftime with Jerry Reynolds and postgame when the Kings next take on the Utah Jazz. All right, here's something else I liked about this game tonight. The Kings, when things got tight, regardless of what part of the game it was didn't relinquish the lead right i yeah. mean at halftime they led by six they things got tight after a double digit lead in the third where the thunder came back and the kings were able to not beat themselves they won the game tonight and I, i'm taking that as a big time positive i think you have to 
I mean, <laughs> that is a huge positive if you are this team. And for the most part, they played the right way down the stretch, too. There was a couple minutes there where there was some quick threes, questionable shots, but then they settled down. And I don't know if part of that's because of the coaches' challenges or not, but um, they got it in check, got to the line, finished the game. We uh, appreciate the uh, donation on the Super Chat, but we are not talking football on a Kings postgame show. So uh, thank you very much. Yes, we are aware of the uh, point spread and everything else. All right. So the I guess now we just wait on Fox. And you, I didn't see the Ellis, you think, took a bad step, right? Yeah, he, he was going up for a rebound. I think he's fine. He He wasn't showing any signs of it the rest of the game. But Fox is the one that, I doubt you're going to hear anything, Grant, because he stayed in the game. It didn't yeah. look like the trainer looked at it. He's fine, and I don't worry about Fox. The only time I worry about Fox is if, if it's an ankle. Anything other than an ankle, I don't really worry about it. I, I don't. He's tough as nails. I'm not that worried about it. So uh, I think Fox will be good. Even if his shoulder's sore, that's not going to keep him from playing uh, in the next game. 128 to 123. Again, 41 points for Sacramento in the third, and uh, they – Scored 28 in the fourth to Oklahoma City's 31. Again, it got tight. It was a two-point game, but it never got tighter than that. And then the Kings were able to get the possessions down the stretch to win it 128-123. to So all in all, uh, this is exactly what the doctor ordered after what we saw in L.A. two nights ago. That was a horrendous performance. I like the way the Kings bounce back. I like the resolve. I really do. That, that's a real big-time positive from, from my perspective. Yeah, absolutely, Grant. And even the way they adjusted in the second half to Garden SGA, you could tell they were learning from things as the game went along and they had picked up on um, how aggressive OKC was doing or being with all the charge attempts. But here's the thing. We were talking about them being only three-point shooting team. This team had 50 points in the paint tonight on top of getting to the free throw line. So it shows they did it in a different way as well. And I think that's important. Uh, you know, a lot of people talking about uh, the free throws down the stretch. Yeah. You know, again, you got to make your free throws in a tight game. It was a two point game uh, and the Kings went to the line and they did make it. Keegan Murray, seven of eight. So you got to like that. That's a bright spot. Uh, he only made four field goals, but he ended up with 15 points. Uh, I want to see him rebound more in 31 minutes. He only had three rebounds. So I, I want to see that uh, improve a little bit. But uh, I just again, there are so many positives in this game tonight. Remember, this is a team. That's second in the West. This is not chopped yeah. liver we're talking about, you know? Yeah, and it, not second in the West after five games this season or well over 20. Um, so it's a big win. And it's one of those things that we look back on this season and you put it in that column of really, really good. And then we've got that other column of really, really bad. So um, I think it's a step forward because you didn't know which way it was going to go right there in the middle. Absolutely. I want to tell you about Calusa Sunrise, uh, this project by Blazona Development in Calusa. It is Sunrise Landing. If you go to calusasunrise.com, you can check out all of their Model 6 to choose from. No Melaroos, no homeowners. They've already sold out Phase 1. That is Sunrise Landing in Calusa. And again, if you go to calusasunrise.com, you can get all the information and more. Again, that website, Calusa sunrise.com very happy uh to talk about them on all of our programming sunrise landing from blazona development we appreciate them joining us 
uh, each and every game right here on If You Don't Like That. 128 to 123, the final. Sacramento with a, uh, this is one of those games. You know, this is a measuring stick game to me. This is a barometer type of a game against a team that's ahead of you in the standings. You're coming off a bad game. You have two days, quick turnaround. Oklahoma City's had off four days. So there, this is a measuring stick game. I like this. This this kind of gives me a little bit more faith than what I've been watching lately. Yeah, I agree. And throw this in too, Grant. We know the struggles the Kings have on the defensive end on the perimeter. They did a pretty darn good job on SGX. Again, I can't say enough how crafty he is. Probably the most skilled point guard in the NBA. Yeah. Um, hey, go ahead. Yeah, and I was just going to say, so you see them growing in other ways. All right, tomorrow I'm going to be right here at 7 o'clock Pacific. We're getting a lot of questions about the football game tonight. We'll talk about that tomorrow and anything else you want, Kings, NBA. That's tomorrow right here at 7 o'clock. So join me for that, and we'll talk about uh, everything. All right, you can talk to me about NFL, college football, whatever the case is. That will be tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Uh, right here, but I don't see any negatives tonight. You know, 128 to 123. And more importantly, now that's two wins in two tries against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And you got to love that. Yep. You got to put that in your back pocket, especially against a young team that's on the rise. Now they know they've lost to the Kings twice. The Clippers have won against the Golden State Warriors. So the Warriors continue to fall in the West. And uh, the Clippers, they're a team that I'm going to keep my eye on for a while right Have now. To. They, you know what I mean? They are a team that has all the personnel that if they stay healthy, they could give teams fits. They have a full-time Kawhi Leonard. that That's changed the there dynamic there completely. You know, that's a great point, you know? So uh, the Clippers now have won, what, is that six in a row to go to 14 and 10, right? Yep. That's Yep, they're streaking. So keep an eye on them. Uh, the Kings are fifth. Dallas, by the way, is even in the loss column of Sacramento now with nine losses because uh, they lost to Minnesota. I guess Minnesota's just going to keep rolling right along. 18-5 and five on the year. How about that? 18-5 and five on the season. And again, the Kings beat Minnesota, and they're going to see them next week at the end of their homestand on the second night of a back-to-back. And I'm sure because the Kings gave them their first home loss, they're going to want to repay the favor to the Kings. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. But there are a lot of things that have to happen between now and then. And as far as, you know, not messing up, you can't slip up against the Jazz uh, and the Wizards, you know. So where's your game to dig out if you slip up against them? You got the you got the Suns coming in. I mean, oh, yeah. And Austin, uh, I you know, again, with the Suns, you don't know what lineup's going to be on the floor. That's the that's the difficult part about you know looking at them. You you just don't know. I I you know which roster is going to be on the floor when you play the Phoenix Suns. To me, they're the Clippers of last year, Ryan. Where you played the Clippers, you didn't know who was going to be in the lineup. That's you know? exactly what they are. <laughs> you see, hit right? it nail, head on, head on. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you look at Minnesota. You know, they beat uh, Dallas tonight. Then they go home against uh, Indiana. Then they're at Miami. Uh, they are at Philadelphia. Then two nights before they play the Kings, they're at home against the Lakers. So, mm. 
you know, they got they got a very they got a tough schedule coming up before Sacramento. Home Indiana at Miami at Philadelphia, home Los Angeles at Sacramento. That's a lot of traveling in a short period of time. I know they're in the middle of the country, but you got to go to Miami. Boy, I got to tell you, if you're playing in Minnesota and you get to go to Miami in December, you thank the NBA schedule makers. Right. Yes, there is, there is a God. Thank you very much. Okay. And um, so they're going to like that. Then they go to a Philly. All right. Then home. Then the next day, get right back on the plane to fly to Sacramento. So that's a lot of different jumping around time zones in a short period of time. So ju I just thought I would point that out. Great observation. Yeah. Uh, whereas the Kings are going to be at home and hopefully they don't get any injuries and hopefully they are able to build up this home record, beat Utah, beat Washington, who they lost to last year at home. Remember when Washington came in and beat them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, so don't take anybody lightly, you know. And again, we talk about the Phoenix Suns and I don't know. I don't know what Phoenix Suns team is going to show up, but here's what I do know. When the Phoenix Suns have everyone on the floor, they're a matchup nightmare for teams because you got oh, you got yeah. you got Durant, you got Booker, and who knows what Bradley Beal's going to do. But leading up to Sacramento, they have the Knicks at home. I'm talking about Phoenix, Washington at home, then at Portland on the 19th, and three days off before mm. they play the Kings. Well, that, that's not a good sign if they are on a rest schedule with any of those guys. That's plenty of time for them to be ready for the Kings. Hey, folks, I want to talk to you about Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. I've got to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That is until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Z-Biotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Z-Biotics your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly and you'll feel your best tomorrow. And again, I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then I was at a birthday party. Uh, my buddy and his wife had rented out a restaurant and I had a couple of drinks and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot tonight. And you know what, folks? Believe me, it is the real deal. Vacations, weddings, birthdays, reunions. Hey, there's so much going on, right? Get the most out of your spring plans by stocking up on pre-alcohol now. Go to zbiotics.com slash grant to get 15% off your first order when you use grant at checkout. Zbiotics is back with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, go to zbiotics.com slash grant. Use the code grant at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. All right. Again, the Kings win it tonight, 128 to 123. I don't really see any negatives to the game tonight. I, I, I look at this as a positives across the board. Yeah, I'm still disappointed at some of the inconsistencies from the starters, namely Barnes, and Herder, I just, it's puzzling to me. I don't know what else to say. It's puzzling to me. But if you're able to win the majority of your games with two starters and sometimes three struggling, I look at that also as a positive. But if I look at the big picture, okay, if I look at the big picture, 
I still see that's got to get better. You know, it's got to get better. Well, it's going to it's gonna get you by in some regular season games, but when you get to the playoffs, if you get to the playoffs, you need production from every single starter. Yep, and with the way the West is, and the reason why I keep going over the standings, this West is a lot different than last year's West. Yes. You're not slipping up this year and not having a bite you in the butt, okay? That's why these next two games are imperative that you win. Now, you're going to obviously lose to some teams that you shouldn't lose to, and you're going to beat some teams that you shouldn't. I mean, that's part of the league. But right now, these standings, Ryan, between like five and nine are changing almost on a nightly basis. Well, granted, it was doing the same thing last year in the first half of the season in the Western Conference. There were games where the Kings were two or three out of, like, I want to say the plan. And they were, I think, uh, one or two out of the first place spot with Denver yeah. early on. So I, I guess the point being, we're seeing the shuffle, but the shuffle is with a lot of each team's stars in the rotation, which is much different. And I think the room for, like you said, for air is so much lower because you don't have those. You look at the Kings schedule, those streaks of games where it's like, okay, you can get right here. You, you got tough games right in there they're all clustered together well again a lot of positives uh the kings get the victory 128 to 123 happy as always that you are joining us here on the post game and don't forget tomorrow at seven o'clock i'll be right back here and we can talk about a variety of topics but the nba schedule for tonight is in the books and minnesota wins denver wins uh the clippers win but the kings win and Oklahoma City loses and Dallas loses. So love it. You know, good okay. night. I want to get to this. My opinion on the Pacers Bucks debacle with the game ball. Here's what Giannis did at Kumbo and the Bucks did not realize. The Pacers, and forgive me, I don't know his name, have a rookie that scored his first points in the NBA. It is customary when you score your first points in the NBA that you get the game ball. Okay, that's that's just pretty much universal across all NBA teams. So that ball was already taken. Okay, now there are two game balls, so it should not have been an issue. Should it be an issue anyway? Giannis Antetokounmpo is, is is an NBA champion. He's an MVP of the league. Grow up. Okay, it's not that big of a deal. Okay, you're you're you've already won hardware. You've been an MVP. There are two game balls. A lot of fans don't understand that. There are two. So take the other game ball. The rookie of the Pacers gets the game ball for scoring his first points in the NBA. Customary. He already had the ball. The ball's been taken for. That ball does not then belong to you just because you set a record. All right? Grow up. And I have all the respect in the world for this man. But you look bad here. You look childish. Get the other ball and get ready for your next game. Stop it. Well, Napes, I mean, it, it, to be fair, it wasn't about the ball. It, it wasn't. It was about what happened earlier in the game, and it's the manner in which he went about it. I mean, that could have been a really bad situation for the NBA coming it could off have been. the dream on. It could have been, but listening to his post-game press conference, uh, he made it seem it was all about the ball. But I'm, I'm with you. I know there was more. You know what I mean? That. Yep, yeah. I get it. Then just come out and say that. You know, well, it, it's, it's like, a bad look. It's like it's, uh, to me, it's a bad look. It is a bad look. It's like Draymond saying, hey, I was selling a call, right? No, like you see through it. It was just, to me, it was the same kind of thing. You don't care about that ball. You're missing the point here. I, I didn't say that Giannis scoring 60 plus points is not a big deal, but there is protocol in the league. 
All right. And you don't just change it because you had a record setting performance. You don't just make up the rules of the unwritten rules of the NBA mm. and etiquette. Okay. You don't get the game ball just because you want the game ball. They're right. The, the, the person on the Pacers who scored his first NBA points in the locker room across all 30 teams, that player always gets the ball. Okay. It's, it's, it's one of those unwritten rules. So you don't, just because at the end of the game, you have 64 points doesn't mean that we're going to change the unwritten rules of the game and take that ball away from the rookie to give to you. That, that That's not how it works. It's never worked that way. So what happens on opening night, Napes, when you got so many rookies playing? Do they throw an extra ball into the rotation? Yeah, that, that's, that's a great question. Yes, they do. That's a great question. Yes, they do. You know? Yes, you do. And you don't um, – in all my years of being around the NBA, I've always seen the rookies get on the bus after the game with the ball in their hand. So I really mean that. Or it goes into gotcha. the equipment bag and they label it. And yet, you know, but we shouldn't be making this big a deal over this. No, no. I agree with you. Right? So. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. I look forward to uh, being with you again for the Jazz game. And that's stop two of this home game. Shouldn't say stop two, game two of this six game homestand for Sacramento. Any final thoughts? Hey, I, I echo everything that you said about this being a really good night on the whole for Sacramento. The only thing I would keep my eye on is De'Aaron. We've seen this amount of chirping. We haven't seen this amount of chirping out of him his entire yep. career. And yep. it's ramping up. This I don't like season, it. so I don't like it either because that's the guy I don't, everybody I don't want, I don't turns want him to. to. I don't want him to turn into a Luka Doncic. No, no, yeah, and we've seen the bad side of things when players talk too much of the officials here in Sac. So I'm sure it'll some something that will get corrected. Great point. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. You're welcome. And uh, appreciate everybody joining us here on the post game. Light the beam. The Kings win. And oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Oh. Oh boy. Talk to you tomorrow right here at seven o'clock. Make it a good one, everybody. Thanks very much for your support. Bye-bye now.